I believe that we're all psychic. I believe that we're all hybrids. I believe that we all have interdimensional DNA within us. And I believe that everything that I channel for humanity is just uh, a message that, that humanity already has. I'm just reminding them of what they already have. And that's why in a lot of senses, you know, it has nothing to do with me. Um, but I'm glad that I can be as grounded as I am and go as far as I go. Life is gonna give you challenges, struggles. It's gonna force you to face your fears. Even though these may feel like your worst enemy, in truth, these are actually your greatest allies. My name is Lance Isios. Welcome to the University of Adversity. Class is in session, about to learn a lesson in the game. We embrace the pain, take it and we make some change. Without scarcity, I don't know where I'll be. It's how we learn and now it's your turn. Let's go. Welcome to the University of Adversity. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. <laughs> you guys are in for a treat today. I this, this episode got me super excited, and connecting with this amazing human was really something that I felt called to do. I had discovered her work on YouTube. I actually had followed her in like a few months back on my other account. And then recently when I got my new Instagram, I was shown, I saw a video of hers and I was like, oh, okay, I used to follow her. So somebody told me to check out a video and I went and checked her out on YouTube and I was like, oh yeah, okay, I've seen her before. But since what is going on with the coronavirus and everything, she was putting out some relevant stuff that was pertained to like what's going on. So I was like, okay, it, it allowed me to sort of be more inclined to be open to it. So I started watching her videos. And I was really, I really gravitated towards her energy and how, how I actually believed what she was saying. Like I actually feel she was telling the truth. And I guess with past programming and skepticism that most, most of us have, it's hard for us to wrap our heads around things that don't fit our model of thinking, right? But I know that through breath work, through plant medicine, through meditation, through so many different ways, you can access different dimensions, right? And I'm just beginning to scratch the surface about this. And stuff like aliens and UFOs and all this stuff has been on the radar for a lot of us for a long time, right? I mean, so for me to be able to connect with somebody that has such a bright, vibrant nature, that shares so freely and just so genuine was a real treat. So I reached out to her via Instagram and then boom, there we had, we had a date set. So if you guys don't know her, her name is Elizabeth April. Great YouTube channel, great Instagram. I highly suggest you go follow her. Make sure that's one of your steps that you take after. Elizabeth is an intuitive channeler who has the ability to go into realms and dimensions in order to gain access to information through vibration and visuals. Elizabeth works with individuals who want to gain access to a happier and more fulfilled life. She's been abducted by aliens. She can recall it. There's a lot of different things. She has the ability to connect with things outside of our, our world. Let's just say that. So you guys, this is super exciting. I haven't gone down this road on the show yet, but fuck, as I notice on this journey, it's only getting more exciting. And I love that you guys are on the ride form with me and yeah, you get to experience this. So I know you're going to be equally as impacted as I was and you're going to want to check out her work. So sit back, relax, get yourself a beverage, get yourself a snack, whatever you do for podcasts, 
and get ready elizabeth april coming right up and she's here elizabeth april welcome to the show thank you so much very excited to be here so good to have you okay so i i had been following you a little bit or for a little bit i had another instagram account and then i lost it but i hadn't really i haven't really got into your work that much at the time but i was told about you and i'd kind of seen you around and i was like okay and then recently i started following you again and then a few of my my girlfriends and a few people were like oh you know posting these different things and sharing different things and i'm like oh i remember i i had her on my other instagram and then i started to check out all your stuff happening with on youtube and especially how everything's happening in the world right now it was just like okay shit i gotta this is really cool i want to pay attention so Welcome, and I'm so excited to be so excited to have you here to uh, drop yeah. some, some of your your goods on the world. Absolutely, I mean this is the time, you know, to get together, to collaborate, to activate light codes. I think humanity is ready, so mm. it's great that you know we're we're stepping up and we're helping people understand their their truth. You know, mm. for sure. Well, what, why don't you kind of take us back to the beginning because I you got a probably one of the most interesting stories. <laughs> that I've I've looked into. So walk us through that. Take us back as far as you want and whatever comes to you as being like the most interesting part of your journey. Yeah. So, uh, you know, there's a lot, even though I'm only 27 right now, there's, there's definitely a lot of aspects of my journey to get here. Um, I would say one, one aspect of my journey to get here that I feel really called to share is actually my abduction experiences in childhood. So between the ages of four years old and 13 years old, I was abducted about six times. Um, I was abducted by the Galactic Federation, but specifically by the Greys. And they took me on board their ship and they actually put me into like school. I call it Earth School. Uh, and they took me into training and they taught me all about quantum physics, vibrational frequency, consciousness, plants, animals, um, the planet, how to deal with humans. Uh, they taught us about all of that. I wasn't the only one on these ships either. Now, I grew up and I had extrasensory abilities, so I was very psychic. Um, I could see everyone's auras, chakras, um, ghosts and spirits, you know, as a kid. And then, you know, I really shut it all down around the age of 10. I just wanted to fit in. And at 16, you know, through a depression, through a lot of anxiety, uh, which I think a lot of starseeds experience, through the lowest of the low, the bottom of the pit, I ended up having my first ever past life regression. And that really woke me up to the concept of reincarnation. You know, this is not our first rodeo, um, which really validated how I was feeling. And it also introduced me to the fact that time is simultaneous. So at me, at 16 years old, I was able to experience five entire past lives. You know, that, that was mind blowing to me. And if that's possible, if we can, in the present moment, experience the past, then it's possible that we can, in the present moment, experience the future. Uh, so, so I had my kind of reawakening at 16. At 18 years old, I had my first ever conscious abduction experience. And I call it conscious abduction because I was fully aware, like it was burned into my memory, um, that experience. And that opened me up to the world of aliens, consciously, that not only do past lifetimes on this planet exist, but past lifetimes off this planet exist. And at that time, I started giving whoever would listen to me past life regressions, and I would take them into many lifetimes, both on 
and off this planet in a variety of different incarnations, which allowed me as an objective observer to take a look at the different lessons um, and the different even you know, jobs that these interdimensional beings have and kind of taking a look at the, the universal flow as a whole. And it wasn't until 24 years old where I had my first um, hypnosis, quantum hypnosis regression session. And it was in there where I actually wanted to find out why I couldn't remember most of my childhood. And turns out it was, you know, the memory or the blocked memories of all of the abductions. And that once again, kind of blew open my world to, you know, the fact that I've been a part of, um, I don't know if it's a program or the hybridization, or if it's just a part of consciousness awakening, you know, the planet. Um, but I've been a part of this my whole life. And I'm so lucky, lucky to, at such a young age, remember a lot of my past lifetimes and my mission and my purpose here on this planet now. Okay. Wow. All right. So <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's, I'm sure you're used to it, but that's a lot for people, right? That must, yeah. That's, Is it? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I love it, but I'm like hearing that it's like, okay. All right. So growing up, how hard was that when you knew you had something inside? Like you knew, and every kids, you know, we they all have their different things. You know, you have that intuition of certain things is right or wrong, but we're, we're we don't know. We don't know what that thing is because we're scared or whatever. You know, we're programmed into the system. What was that like for you when you think it's normal? You're getting these signs, and then did you try and communicate that to the other kids? Like, how hard was that? at like yeah. dealing with that. Absolutely, yeah. So, I mean, I would go over to, for example, my friend's house at the age of eight and I'd be like, oh, it's, it's so nice that your grandpa's here visiting. And she's like, well, what do you mean? My grandpa passed away four years ago, right? And I'm like, well, he's in the living room, you know? Um, yeah. So it was difficult because probably around the age of like eight, nine, 10, I had no idea that you know, me sitting down and making my friends sit down on a pillow and saying, if you close your eyes and concentrate hard enough, you can levitate. You know, I didn't know that that was odd. I didn't know that that was different, right? Um, and, but around the age of eight, nine, ten, I started to notice that my friends were like, no, 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 you're not having that experience because I don't see that. And this guy doesn't see that. And she doesn't see that either. Yeah. And at a certain point in time, I got bullied. And the main point of bullying was, you're making all of this up, you're a liar, and you're making it up for attention. And I'm actually super blessed that I had that experience at such a young age, because I still get comments on YouTube saying, you're making all this up for attention, right? And uh, so it allowed me to deal with that kind of criticism, and also the discernment between what is real, and what is an illusion, and, you know, who's, who's with me in my reality kind of thing, right? Um, and, and the funny thing is, if I was going to make up anything for attention, it definitely wouldn't be the belief in aliens, because that is not, you know, that is not a well-celebrated, you know, trait in a human being is to, yeah. to believe in flying saucers and interdimensional beings. So I would make up something way more cool than that if I was going to make something up. So I think that's funny as well. Mm. What was your, what was the experience like? Is it like what people see or we think in movies or is it completely different? Like, I mean, I, you know, we have this, we see pictures and stuff in movies and, you know, we kind of 
get an idea, but what's it really like? Is it, is that close or is it different? I think everyone experiences or perceives those other realities in different ways. Um, you know, and I'm, I experience many different aspects of this reality um, in different ways. So, you know, it's different for me to experience a glitch in time than it is to me, for me to experience, you know, an interdimensional being walking in the room. But because I'm a very visual channeler and everything that I know to be true, I've seen in a visual, oddly enough, um, you know, for me, the experience is almost like a dream, right? So every time I close my eyes, I open my third eye. Like I said, you know, every channeler, every human being is different. We all have these abilities. But for me, it's I close my eyes, physical eyes, I open my third eye, and that's when I start seeing energies and auras and ghosts and spirits and interdimensionals um, kind of hanging around. And the way that I see it in my mind's eye or my third eye is like a dream. It's kind of like a dreamlike state because it's tangible, it's there, you can see it clearly, but it's almost like you can't touch it physically. So most of the work that I do and most of the beings that I communicate with are um, in other dimensions, other realities, and like other vibrational frequencies. Because to be honest, this third dimension density is a little bit too dense. It's too heavy for most of the higher vibrational beings who want to help us. That's why it's extremely difficult for them to actually be here in the physical flesh um, because they can't hold their form long enough in this density. And eventually, as we raise the vibration on the planet, it's going to be a lot easier for these beings to actually come down. But when people are like, why don't they just come here? Why don't they just pop into my living room? You know, it's actually not that easy. And we kind of have to meet them halfway in their vibration by raising our vibration. And that's kind of, you know, what I've really centered my mission around. Um, it would be, you know, helping others to raise their vibration, but only through remembering who you really are. I believe that we're all psychic. I believe that we're all hybrids. I believe that we all have interdimensional DNA within us. And I believe that everything that I channel for humanity is just uh, a message that, that humanity already has. I'm just reminding them of what they already have. And that's why in a lot of senses, you know, it has nothing to do with me. Um, but I'm glad that I can be as grounded as I am and go as far as I go. Uh, so that humans, um, I don't know, I don't want to call it like accept me, but um, but yeah, I, you know, I can connect with other human beings because I'm not, you know, some crazy tattooed, pierced, you know, pink haired, shaved head alien. And that, you know, sometimes I'd love to just walk around looking like an alien on this planet, but I know that I've conformed myself in a way to to bring other humans in saying, I'm not intimidating. I'm just like you, you know, in, in that remembrance process. Oh, it's, uh, I, this, is, this is so cool to talk about, you know, because obviously it takes an open mind. And I feel in my life, I've become so much more open-minded and my energy has changed so much. And, and a lot more of these conversations start to happen. That's how it works, right? You attract more people into your life. And I just love the idea that what we see around us isn't what we think it is. I love that. And I love the unknown. And it's exciting. Some people get so scared of that. Yeah. And I just, I love exploring this stuff. So as far as, okay, what was your, I got to go into the alien abduction, like the, like, what was, what was your takeaway from that? From like your mate, like the one where you actually physically went away. 
Like what was, what did you, what did you come back with? Like what was something that you could, you were like, okay, this is what I got from that. Or was it just a combination of different things? So the abductions between the age of four and 13 were all very, were all physical. They took me in the physical. And, uh, and my biggest takeaway from remembering all of those when I was 24 through the hypnosis regression was, oh, this is why I understand quantum physics and I've never picked up a physics book. You know what I mean? This is why I understand, you know, the greater purpose of humanity. The, the very sole purpose of the abduction at 18 was, it was actually a very scary abduction experience um, by some beings who weren't very loving, you know, and I wasn't used mm-hmm. to that. Uh, but that there's a huge reason for that two things in my own life one is it was meant to wake me up to the possibility that aliens do indeed exist and they're here and after that you know abduction experience at 18 I started having very vivid flashback and very vivid recall to myself as different interdimensional beings in other lifetimes just like I was having flashbacks of past lifetimes after my past life regression right like that remembrance train all of the dots started linking together so right before my abduction at 18, you know, I was after traveling, lucid dreaming, I was practicing telepathy, I was, you know, um, psychically channeling information, um, but I wasn't communicating, or at least I didn't think with interdimensionals. And then after that, that's when it blew open my whole reality to say, wow, there's actually a bigger, wider universe out there. And then the second reason why um, that needed to happen at 18 is I actually, it's so funny, I needed to have a fear-based abduction experience for me to hold space and compassion for all of the humans out there who have abduction experiences, who are very fear-based abduction experiences. Because 99.99% of all of my experiences um, have been really positive, but I also feel like I'm very good at transmuting what could be perceived as negative right like even that fear-based abduction at 18 like they chipped me they tracked me it was really scary i was scared to astral travel because i thought they were going to come into my body like it was really wild but once again i'm so appreciative of it and it's so beautiful and it allows me to have that compassion for other humans who are scared and removed and not fully understanding why they're being abducted or why they're having sightings luckily nowadays you know i have a ton of people who are all seeing the positive aspects of abduction and they're all kind of remembering their own psychic abilities after those kind of experiences. Mm. How do you deal with the people, the ignorant people of the world? Like how do you deal with the haters and, and stuff? Like, cause I mean, we, everybody has them to a degree as you, as you grow a business or, you know, anything, mm-hmm. but for yourself, you know, there's a lot of ignorant people out there. And I guess, I mean, it's, it's all they know. You know, how do you keep such a, a positive attitude? Like, how have how you dealt with that through all this time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think at first it was really difficult, um, especially like 18, 19, 20. I was just waking up to everything. And I was trying to explain to my parents that I was an alien ambassador that came to the planet to, to, to do a mission, you know, and, and that was really difficult because I just wanted to tell everyone I knew everything that I was receiving because it was just so visceral and so real and just resonated and made me, you know, such a happy person understanding the bigger picture. So I figured it would have the same effect on everyone else. Turns out not everyone was ready for that extent um, of the information. 
So, yeah, so at first it was, you know, it was quite difficult to integrate and I was really affected by the hate online because I think I was still, you know, grappling with my own reality and understanding what is the truth, what is not. And so I was still being affected by the outside. Now it's so beautiful. You know, I have an assistant of mine who moderates all my YouTube videos, uh, live videos, and she'll tell me, she's like, oh, you had a lot of haters at the beginning of this video. But then she said halfway through, they all of a sudden stopped trolling, right? The live comments. And then by the end of it, they're like, oh yeah, good point. Oh yeah, I totally get that. You know, so within an hour long video, I'm actually flipping these trolls and flipping these haters around. And I don't do that always. Um, but I have so much love and so much compassion for those haters. And a part of me knows that they found that video or they found me or I came across their path because deep down within their soul, they're ready for that resonation. Um, but I'm pushing their old limiting beliefs, right? Mm. And a lot of Christians, a lot of Bible thumpers, a lot of Christians, they, they really just have this profound hatred um, for what I'm putting out there. And I just have so much love reflected back at them. And, uh, and eventually they're going to find their own truth. And, and I'm just glad that I was a part of their, their journey. It's amazing the love the, that you radiate when you speak in your, on your YouTube though. Like when you answer questions, like it's, it's, it's incredible. Like, honestly, it's, you have this energy and I can see how you can flip people like that because <laughs> it's like, what am I hating on here? All they're seeing is something in themselves. That's all haters are. They see a reflection yeah. of something they're not doing or there's like a, and it's like, they just need more love and you just shower yeah. them with love and all of a sudden they switch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> some of the comments on YouTube, it's like I've seen over the years, it's like the scum of the earth comments. Like, it's like, wow, like, wow. It's, it's so dark, but it's at the same time, it's like those people are the ones that need the light the most. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I'm once again, I'm just happy that they that they came into my frequency. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm happy to to invite those people in because I was once in a dark place. I was once pissed off at the world. I was once seeking answers. I once hated people who were just authentically happy because I wasn't happy myself. Like I have so much compassion, mm. you know, for those individuals. So, walk us through what's going on right now because I know. I've seen your videos and I love watching them and, and a lot of people listening have, but for the, those that haven't, like, what's your take right now? What's going on? Like how, walk us through that a little bit. Oh my goodness. It's <laughs> huge. So the biggest thing is I could literally talk about every element of what's currently happening in the world, but I'm not going to, because I'm not going to get caught up in the polarity, right? Like, you know, everyone has all the questions like, should we take a vaccine? Is Trump a good guy or a bad guy? Does Q exist? Like all these, you know, is this like a giant conspiracy? And I'll talk about some of that stuff. But once again, getting caught up in the polarity, I mean, I'm not serving anyone if I do that. So ultimately, what I want to say is that this has been a plan for a very long time. And what's happening right now has needed to happen uh, for a very long time. We've been living in a very old, archaic reality, a very old and limited um, density uh, matrix system. And we need to go through a period in time where we're collapsing everything. Now, I've known this since at least 2010, um, you know, since I had that kind of alien awakening, uh, that this needed to happen. 
I'm so excited that it's happening, you know, finally, yeah. that, that we have this collapse. So ultimately, there's been a battle of polarities between low vibrational frequencies and high vibrational frequencies on this planet since the dawning of humanity. And we're now finally seeing the clashing and the collapse of the low old vibrational frequency and we're finally seeing that 99%, the rest of the world, rise and step into their own power and question the matrix system. We've all been disillusioned. We've all been put under the spell. And now it's the time when things get really bad, where we actually start to question things. And I honestly, um, you know, I don't really have an opinion on one side or the other, but I know for a fact that we needed to have Trump, just as he is, in the presidency to shake things up. Yeah. And also to create such a polarity rift um, where people are either completely removing themselves from one side or another, or they're getting so engrossed in one side or another, they create that identity, then that identity collapses, and then they make way for that, that ego death and that rebirth, right? We have to go through these really pivotal and low points, not only globally, but individually in order to transmute. And that's all we're going through right now we're going through this huge uh, transmutation process from a low vibration into a higher vibration and people are coming online at mm. this time huge awakening this is the greatest awakening that we've seen on this planet since ancient Lemuria and ancient atlantis yeah i agree when this has all happened i felt this wave of energy come into me like a call to step up like it was it was almost like i was in the trance sleeping before and then during this, I felt, I guess society, a lot of people tell you like you're supposed to feel bad or something. And I don't feel bad. I feel empowered. I feel like this yeah. is time. It's game time. It's time to step up and, and do what we can and lead and whatever that is. And that's what I love about the situation is that you, you have to see further like what's actually going on. And there's a lot of positives. There's a lot of opportunity too. There's a lot of opportunity for people out there, even to reinvent yourself, to do whatever you wanted to do. Or, or you know, it's this stuff that's like, now, if it's time to slow down, slow down. If it's time to put the foot on the gas with the business, it's time to do yeah. that, you know? And, yeah. and I think it's great for that. Um, okay, so I've been following, Q is something that I recently, recently have been following a little bit. And it's interesting. So, and I've been kind of diving into some of this stuff about the darkness. I've heard you talk about it. I've heard other people, I've heard it a lot. What is that? When is this three days of darkness or the seven days or all of that supposed to happen? And maybe walk us through that because I know a lot of people have heard this and you see it pop up a lot, but okay, what's the deal? Cool. Yeah. So I was originally, and I have to let people know, especially if you haven't seen my content, that like everything that I know has been channeled to me. So I don't read books. I don't watch other channelers. I don't take a look at what the doctors are saying. Like I really remove myself from external research within my field anyway. Um, so I just have to let people know that. Um, so once again, take it or leave it. It doesn't mean it's the truth. It just means it's a perspective. Yeah. So this uh, concept of three days and three nights of darkness first came to me from the Galactic Federation of Light back in 2011 when I had my first meeting with them. And uh, yeah, and they told me all about the 144,000, these light, light warrior ambassadors that were supposed to come to the planet to raise the vibration. 
Um, they told us all about the three days and three nights of darkness. They told us all about reptilians who think that this planet is theirs and technically it kind of is. And, uh, you know, it just these pieces upon pieces just all kind of being put together at this time. So I didn't really know what this three days and three nights of darkness was. They told me that back in 2011, 2012. Then it wasn't until 2016, 2017, when they told me again, and I have meetings with them almost every month. So uh, they finally, a couple years later, told me some more information. They told me that, or they showed me an image of this giant, it kind of looked like a giant laser <laughs> hitting the planet, right? And, and I saw it and I'm like, what, like, what is this? Like, is this an alien invasion? Is this a government technology? Like what's going on? Right. And they said, no, this is actually a giant solar flare that is meant to hit your planet. Actually, this was more recent. I think this was probably 2018, 2019 when they told me that about the solar flare. And they specifically showed me that the solar flare was meant to hit the top of Russia because they showed me the globe and it was just Russia for whatever reason. And so they said that this solar flare was meant to happen. They said that they had the technology to actually prevent the solar flare from hitting the earth. And they said that the solar flare was actually supposed to wipe out the entire electrical grid, um, you know, of the planet. And I, I, I asked some question, I'm like, is this supposed to be only the continent of Russia? Is it going to affect the entire world? Like what's going to happen? Um, and that's it. That's all they told me. Oh, yeah. They also said it was 60% likely to happen, which, you know, there's many different probabilities in the future. Um, but they said 60%. That's why they told me back then to tell humanity. They said, we want you to tell humanity so that you can tell humanity to get prepared, right? So I've been repping, you know, have supplies, have, you know, three months of food, have water, you know, have the things that you need. And, um, and like I said, that they basically connected that to be the three days and three nights of darkness. And they told me that during this time, so I said, what, what should we do? Should we like go? Should we bug out? Should we like, what should we do during that time? And they said, meditate, go within, remove yourself from all distraction, be prepared. Um, but it's not a time to feel stress. It's not a time to feel worry. It's a time to literally sit and fast and meditate and go within and raise your vibration. And they also told me, that during this wave, they almost like, and this, they kind of gave me some pieces of this back in 2012. They said this electromagnetic wave was going to hit the planet. And it sounds really biblical, but I don't really know the Bible too well. Um, but this wave was going to hit the planet. And in a way, the wave was going to be, a, a, they said, intelligent and of a very high vibrational frequency. And it was basically going to um, tip the scales into the fifth dimension frequency or a higher vibration on the planet. They also told me that whoever didn't meet the vibrational frequency of the wave was going to go somewhere. So I'm like, what? Like, wow. are they going to die? Like, is there going to be a mass, like whatever? Now, when they told me this back in 2012, that, you know, when this wave hits and the people who are not awakened aren't going to kind of go to this new, this new reality or new realm. Um, you know, I thought all my friends, all my family members, no one's going to come with me. I'm the only one who's talking about this stuff. But now fast forward to 2020, if you said, yeah, this wave is going to hit and it's going to basically bring people to a new vibration. I would say the majority of the people that I know are going to be going, you know, like, mm. you, you know, 80, 90%. So it's just very interesting. That's what I know. Um, so they told me uh, back in 2018, 19, that this uh, solar flare was going to hit. And I did a video on it too. Uh, and they said that it was going to hit in 2021. That's what they told me, which is really interesting. Recently, they were saying, um, the Galactic Federation was saying that 
there could potentially be a blackout during this time. And they said that if there was a blackout during this time, uh, it would make up for or it would allow humanity as a whole to learn the lesson that we would have learned during the blackout of the solar flare in 2021. So basically wow. they said there's only going to be one blackout um, and it's either going to be now at this time, they never gave me a timeline, or it's going to be in 2021 um, as well. Yeah, so that's, that's what I know. How does that get overwhelming getting all this information, all this intel and not knowing whether it's literal or if it's supposed to happen or when it's happening? Like, how do you deal with all of that? Or is it kind of channeled in a way where it's organized and you can, because I'm just imagining myself like, wow, like you're getting, you're getting these messages that you don't know if they're going to be true or you don't know if they actually mean right. what they're literal or is it like, you know, how do you deal with that? Because that's, that's a crazy amount of information that you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't really like, I never tell people that I make predictions. Like I'm not that kind of channeler, you know, like I said, yeah. I'm just here to kind of, you know, help people remember. Um, but if I do get, you know, messages and I've gotten messages about a giant Arctic ice shelf breaking off and then a week later it happened. And then I got the message of a giant volcano erupting and then two weeks later it happened in Hawaii or what have you. And so, yeah, so I get the messages. I put them out there objectively. People can take them or leave them. Um, and I really try not to align myself to timelines because, you know, it's really based on us as a collective and our own free will. There's an infinite number of possibilities and timelines out there. And I, I would say that sometimes it is difficult for these beings to give me pieces, pieces of the information and for me to not really know what this is referring to uh, and then years later i'm like oh okay i get it you were giving me this all along and now i really i'm starting to see that bigger fuller picture and everything's really starting to make sense and uh, i just feel so blessed that i'm in this position to be able to observe objectively all of this information and and be the conduit for humanity have you seen a big influx of people following you during all this stuff like have you seen it grow a lot from people just curious about life a lot more open-minded now yeah, super interesting. So, you know, my one video, it was a direct channeling from the Galactic Federation and the Palladian Security Council. Now, I talk to this Palladian Security Council every single month um, for the past however many years, since like 2011. So it's yeah. no big deal for me to talk to them. And then I just basically summarize their information or summarize the information for humanity and I put them out in videos. So I was talking about 3D, 5D. I was talking about the Mandela Effect. I was talking about simultaneous time and glitches in the matrix years and years ago and then i actually relay verbatim word for word what the galactic federation has to say and that video gets like 150,000 views yeah. when typically my videos used to get like a thousand or two thousand views and it's kind of comical for me because i'm like nothing's new just the same you know same old day same old information but it really feels like people are coming online and they're ready and uh and I, you know, once again, I mean, if they found my, my information and they resonated with it, they're becoming that master. They're becoming that psychic. They're becoming that teacher and that channeler themselves. And it's a very exciting time. Oh, uh, it is. It's, I think it's a great time for people to open up and, and really question everything. Right. So I love it. So I, okay. Can you, I know that we're like, we talk about galactic federation, like, cause I know, I know what it is. I've heard you talk about it. Can you just explain what that is to people? Cause people are probably like, all right, what is this? Can you, yeah, can you sure. talk about that and maybe what steps people can do? I'm just kind of going through some questions and sort of 
asking them in how they pertain to this, like how people, the steps they can do to connect with them if they For can. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, ultimately, the Galactic Federation is basically like a giant government system for the universe. So there are different, there's infinite numbers of councils within the Galactic Federation, and they all deal with different aspects of, you know, this reality and this universe. And there's different kind of stations or motherships set up in each galaxy. There's just like, you know, it's so expansive. They're the good guys, basically, the good guys. um, And they just abide by the universal law. And that's kind of, you know, they don't make up rules or regulations. They just abide by that and, you know, help everyone in the universe abide by it. So that's basically who the Galactic Federation are. I specifically communicate because there's so many infinite number of beings in there. I specifically communicate with the greys um, who are a part of the hybrid project on the planet. And they tell me all about the hybrid project, um, which is nice. And then the other aspect is the Palladian Security Council. And they tell me all about you know, what does humanity need to know? What are we going through? You know, any cataclysms, any things that people need to be prepared for, uh, those kind of things. So yeah, it's very interesting. And then how people can connect with them. Most likely, if you have connected with my information or the information that's channeled through me, you're a part of the Galactic Federation. You know, if you're here right now, you're a part of this, right? And so ultimately, you've got a super highway connector within you whether that be you know an etheric chip that was planted in you from childhood or if that's just your soul that is directly connected to them the number one thing that people can do is raise your vibration because they are at a very high vibration and the lower the vibration you are the more separate you are from them because they are just reflections of pure source so raise your vibration and then the second thing is have a very clear intention of what you want if you want to connect with them you know, set that intention, manifest it, put it there in the universe, but don't attach yourself to any sort of timelines or outcome or expectations, because that attachment will also lower your vibration. So a good example of this is if you're like, well, I'm only going to love myself once I hear from the Galactic Federation, or I'm only going to believe that I'm psychic once I hear back from them. Oh, no, they're not talking back to me, you know, and that's, that's just a whole paradigm that we get caught up in. It's like, every single vibration that you emit towards them, they can feel, right? And it's just going to take time for you to acclimate and integrate their vibration into you for you to have a full-on conversation. And maybe your full-on conversation is tinglys in your body or having like a hot flash or getting a headache, you know? Everyone has their own methods of communication and it's not always as clear as you and I talking right here. How, when do you, how do you know, like, are they, is it like, okay, Elizabeth, it's time to channel or when, is it when you close your eyes? Like, are they, can you get anything right now from them? Is there any messages that we, we can have anything like that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I know cool. maybe let it's a just, silly question, just, but I'm like, I'm like, how do we, how yeah. does that happen? Yeah. Well, I'll just explain it and then I'll tap in. Um, so because I've been able to tap into that other reality my whole life, it's very easy for me. It literally just takes me, once again, closing my eyes, tuning into their frequency, and then just you know uh, telepathically asking them if there's any messages. Um, I also want to say, too, that they typically always give a visual representation or a visual metaphor of the message for a group anyway. And the reason why is because it's easier for individuals to interpret the visual message than it is 
because people hang on to words and definitions a little bit too much. So let's just tap in. I'll just tap into the Palladian Council with the Galactic Federation and see if they have any specific messages for us right now. So Amazing. one second. <laughs> okay, very interesting. <clears throat> okay, so uh, they did give me a visual uh, of, I guess, a message that humanity needs to know right now. And I think it's pretty cool. So initially, they gave me this visual of the ocean, right? It's huge, vast body of water. And just keep in mind, this is all a metaphor. It is definitely not, you know, um, literal. And, and then they're talking to me about these three steps of, three steps of liberation, let's call it, okay? Ascension, liberation, 5D vibration, whatever you want to call it. Um, but there's these three different phases that every human being on the planet is in right now. And it's really important that you're aware of what phase that you're in so that you can get a bigger picture of where you're going, okay? And so the first phase, uh, they said, is, so imagine a, you, okay, uh, stuck on an island or stuck on like, um, you know, like stuck on land, basically. And in order to be liberated or free or, you know, ascending, you want to be out in the ocean. You want to be in this free open space where you can go anywhere and do anything. And so they said the first step of ascension right now that people are going through is just even the thought of building the boat, the thought of getting off land, the thought of breaking free from the matrix. Oh, I'm on land. I could be in the ocean. Oh, I'm stuck in 3D. I could be in 5D, right? So that's the first, that's a huge step, right? It's just understanding that you're not free. And understanding that it's possible to be free and liberated, right? So step one that everyone's kind of going through. Now, step one of understanding that, whoa, I could build a boat and get off this land. You know, that's a, there's a lot of pain. There's a lot of suffering. There's a lot of breaking down. There's a lot of, you know, just kind of the buildup of I have to change everything in order to live my truth, right? That's huge. That's, mm. that's really scary. Step two of the ascension that everyone's kind of dealing with, you know, we're you know, in one given day, you could be on all three different levels of the ascension, right? Um, so step two is building the boat, actually gathering the materials, getting the foundations and building the boat to freedom. So this is kind of like, yes, this is, these are the words that come to me, reclaiming your soul's purpose, reclaiming your mission, reclaiming, you know, your memories, right? That's the materials to build the boat. You need to have a foundation. And the number one thing that we need to have that boat to be liberated and free is discernment between light and dark. We need to dive into the darkness just as much as we dive into the light in order to have all aspects of the boat, all pieces of the material, okay? Um, so the second phase is building, right? Building the boat, you know, building your foundations for liberation. You can't just go from, you know, um, the, the land to the ocean, right? You can't just go from 3D to 5D. It's very stark, um, you know, quantum leaping. And then, of course, the last step of ascension and awakening that people are on right now is actually getting in your boat and sailing away. And what is it? What does that mean? That means sailing into the unknown. We have no idea what the fifth dimension is. We have no idea what to experience. We have no idea how our lives are going to change. We have no idea the choice that we're going to make in the next moment or the way that the wind blows us, right? Our intuition and where we go in the next moment. So it's important, I think, for just you and, and the listeners to really kind of deep dive and ask themselves, what phase are you in? And understanding that no matter where you are, 
you're going to have to liberate yourself from what you thought you believed, you know, or, or the life that you thought you were living. And the less resistance that you have, the more acceptance, the easier and more graceful your journey is going to be. Yeah, that's so interesting. It's, it's almost like we just need to unlearn all the shit that we, that blocked us from really being who we are. Like there's so much and yeah. that, that, that voice inside of us gets numbed or that feeling because of just all the stuff that we've been conditioned to. And, and it's like when you start to, I love that when you start to kind of surrender and know that you're going to be okay in the unknown, that's what the, that's where I, I noticed it in my own life too. Like things start to just flow as soon as I just go, I can't control this and I'm okay with it. And I like the fact that, that I don't know. And yeah. I feel like there's a beautiful, there's a beautifulness in that is when you just accept the unknown and stop trying to control everything. Exactly. That's huge. That's yeah. a huge part of just going through it, you know, and, and, and entering into that heart space and letting go of that mind space, I think is, is a really profound mm. practice for everyone as well. So where do you, where do you see like what, what the next few months, the next year, like what's, what do you see happening? Like, what are you working on? Like, what are some stuff that people can sort of, that you can suggest that they, I don't know, they start to explore? Mm-hmm, exactly. So um, everything's up in the air right now. So once again, I, I don't make predictions about what's going to happen. Yeah. I will give suggestions on what people can do during this time because mm-hmm. this is a really important time. And it's so significant and so important that I don't want people to waste it. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is so important. So um, yeah, and it's funny. So overall, kind of the, the, the flow that I've seen is that the next four years from 2020 to 2024 is supposed to be the collapse of, you know, uh, all of the corruption, all of the, you know, imbalances within society, right? So education, economics, politics, mass media, you know, celebrities, it's just supposed to be an yeah. ultimate collapse in the next four years. So, you know, I hate to say that this is just the end you know, this is really just the beginning for the next four years. After 2024, we can seriously work on rebuilding. That's at a collective global level. However, most of the people who are listening have already worked on collapsing their realities. Most likely, you know, in the timeline that I've received is between 2016 and 2019. If you changed your job, if you changed your relationship, if you stepped into your power, if you learned your lesson, if you had an ego death during that time, then you're a teacher and you were getting prepared before the rest of the world. So this mm-hmm. is your time to step up, okay? And help the rest of the world through this crazy time in the next four years. So at an individual level, everyone's now, well, not everyone, but the teachers of the world are now finally starting to step into their power. Um, really depending on where you are on your ascension journey, right? Phase one, two, or three, you think about the boat analogy, um, you know, Right now, if you've just woken up to the fact that you've been living in a matrix, first of all, welcome and congratulations mm-hmm. for being here. Um, welcome and to secondly, the party. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and these people need to work on collapse. And I'll tell you that there's many, many uh, wives and specifically females for whatever reason, but many women who have come to me saying, my husband, he's so, you know, he's getting worse. He's drinking more. 
allow him to collapse. Allow your loved ones to have an ego death. If you try and raise their vibration without them doing it themselves, it's a lose-lose for everyone, okay? Mm -hmm. So you may be stuck in a family where you're in a higher vibration. Like literally allow your loved ones to suffer. It sucks and it's harsh, but you were suffering during your ego death and you had nowhere or no one to turn to. And that's what that's what's needed during that time. So depending on your phase of the ascension, so collapse everything that you thought you knew and you loved if it doesn't resonate with you anymore, mm. okay? And then second step is, you know, gain access to the tools. You know, I, I'm really against external research for other people, but at the same time, there's light codes that are being activated when you do that external research. But I would say do as much external research, you know, whether it be your content, my content, other teachers, whatever, whoever else resonates with you, um, understanding that they are only reflections of your soul, but ultimately go within this is now your time to step up, understand that you're intuitive and psychic and that you have those connections. The more you disempower yourself with others, uh, the further away you take yourself from your own skills and abilities. And then the last thing is, once you have you know, understood that you've, you're breaking through the matrix and you've broken down your old reality, then you've gained access to the tools that you need and you feel empowered and full of love and seriously happy, then and only then is that a perfect time for you to step into you know, your role within society and help others, but make sure that you're in an aligned place first um, before you go out and, and help everyone else. So that's, that's it. That's what people really need to focus on in the next couple of months. And like I said, everyone's focusing on different aspects depending on where your vibration is. Yeah. And that's actually leading into, you know, one of my last questions here is that it's very easy to get caught up in the evil of the world, especially there's so many theories and things, you know, like disgusting human beings doing disgusting things, you know, the pedophile stuff and all that stuff that just makes me just sick. And it's like, you watch these documentaries, you watch these things and then it's like, all right, well, how much do I really want to consume? Because as much as I want to know what's going on, I don't really, knowing that stuff isn't really going to help me become who I need to be to help. So where do you draw the line with that? Because obviously you're hearing this stuff too. And it's like fucking crazy hearing this stuff. Like how are human beings doing this? How is this even possible? And then it's like, wait a minute, I can't get wrapped up in that. It's so easy to go down the rabbit hole, right? How do you yeah. balance all that stuff? Well, you know what? Going into the, I call it spiraling or going down the hole, right? The rabbit hole. Um, it's, it's actually really needed and really important because okay. after you kind of realize that we're in an illusion and a matrix, you need to realize what the truth is. And to be honest, the truth of this matrix reality is really fucking dark. Yeah. It's really dark, right? And so I just want to validate that I was told years and years ago back in 2012 from the Galactic Federation, there's reptilians here, they're shapeshifters, they're pretending to be humans, they are controlling, you know, every aspect of the higher up of humanity. And yeah, and they do, you know, have blood and sex rituals with kids, and they do eat babies, and they do, you know, that's literally how they survive. And that's also how they raise their vibration. So, um, yeah, and they, they're, they're very vengeful and all that. Not all reptilians, but the ones who have been here uh, definitely are. So all of that stuff is completely true. And, uh, you know, and yeah, there's humans who have gotten wrapped up in that. We need to realize that the top of the pyramid has been other interdimensional beings posing as human beings. So 
there's not, there should never be a loss of faith within humanity with what's going on. There should be a realization of the truth of what's really going on. So I went down the rabbit hole for years and years, you know, really figuring out and kind of going to, you know, military bases astrally and remote, remote viewing it and seeing what was, you know, the truth. And it's, it's pretty messed up out there. But after all of that, educate yourself. Like you mentioned, don't get sucked into the knowledge. There's an aspect of you that is actually not only just healing, but also um, coming full circle with the information. Um, I actually think that it's just as bad to get wrapped up in the darkness as it is to get wrapped up in the light. Mm. All light, all love, all yeah. butterflies and rainbows, all the time. No, no, yeah. we're not living in that reality. And you're completely disillusioning yourself by thinking that, right? Yeah. So we need to, in order to become a master of this reality, of this matrix, we need to be able to see both light and darkness objectively, rise above it, rise above the polarity, then dabble. You're still a human. You still have to pay your bills. You still have to answer that email. You're still going to have shitty days. You're going to st still have that pain in your foot or whatever you're dealing with. But dabble with it, right? Look at it objectively. Do not get sucked into it. Understand that it's an element of your reality. Rise above it. Transmute it. Become the master, right? Whether you're all light, you know, or all dark, um, you're, be you're still putting yourself down and you're still limiting your, your capabilities. So uh, like, you know, I always say, have the information, be informed, don't be ignorant by any means, be informed by both ends of the scale, um, but then discern for yourself where you wanna sit and the ultimate place to sit is in zero point, it's in neutrality, it's above it all, and then you can play, you can become mm -hmm. the programmer of this reality, not just the character. I love it. <laughs> Oh, this has been so good. Time flies as always. Um, yeah. And I, I just, I could talk about this stuff all day. I, um, I always wrap things up with one final question and it's evolving adversity. And obviously there's a lot of ways you can take it, but what is one lesson that adversity has taught you that the audience can walk away with today? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, this is good. Okay. Um, there's so many lessons. <laughs> Oh man, there's so many lessons. Okay, I would say the one thing is it's allowed me to stand in my power and understand that by me just being authentically who I am, I'm helping humanity the most despite the adversity, right? And that's what everyone really needs to step into, you know, um, really embrace your quirkiness, embrace your weirdness, embrace your, your weird, you know, starseed soul. And understand that you're here for a reason and you're here on one of the most epic times that, that this earth has to offer. And uh, so embrace the adversity and understand that you are different for a reason. Mm, I love it. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Where can we all check you out? And everybody, I highly suggest that you go check out Elizabeth. She's got amazing content. We're going to have it all in the show notes, but where can we find you? Where's the best spots? Yeah, for sure. So uh, honestly, just Googling Elizabeth April, you'll find all the things, you know, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, TikTok now, I roll, um, but YouTube, if you really want to binge watch, you know, hours, like hundreds of hours of content, um, I've got it on YouTube. So that's the number one place that I would recommend, just Elizabeth April on all platforms. 
Yeah, and I highly suggest you guys subscribe to her channel and um, become a member. You have a membership there, right? Yeah. Oh, awesome. And, you know, because this work, it's important and it, it's, and I, I know people appreciate it and I just, I love what you're doing and it takes a lot of courage as well to do what you're doing. So I, I, I respect it a lot. So again, thank you for coming and sharing your light with us and shining that, that amazing vibration onto the world with us. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for having me. Absolute pleasure. Elizabeth April, everybody. Thank you, everybody. Make sure you go follow her on YouTube. Check out Elizabeth on Instagram and, you know, join her YouTube um, account and, and, and donate to her cause because what she's doing is amazing. And she, it's, it's, it's great to be able to reward people by donating money to a cause that is impacting so many. And she's just going to keep growing and growing and growing. So I highly suggest checking her out. If you got value from this, share it in your stories, tag us on Instagram. I love that. Nothing makes me happier than to see that and that you got impact. Also, smash that subscribe button on Apple. That way you stay on top of all the episodes and that way you know when an episode comes live. And I don't want you to miss anything because we got some great guests coming up. I love you guys. I appreciate you. Catch you next time.